0: Log Talk Radio. <clears throat> I'm Raina Starsen. You don't have to be. Desperate House Witches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might upset you, this may not be the show for you. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the amazingly wicked one herself, the incredible Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. And I will have an announcement very soon about the 2023 Home Blessing Ornament. I am not allowed to let the date go yet, but it will be soon, I promise you. So check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. One other note before I bring on my guests, thank you to everyone who went out there and voted. Thank you for giving the Democrats the Senate. Again, uh, we need to secure that last seat uh, from Raphael Warnock, please, 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 Georgia, come through, come through. Um, Still don't know what's happening in the house, but that is a developing story as well. All right, enough of me. With me for the next two hours, or however long he doesn't get bored with me, my amazing, amazing guest, the urban shaman himself, Elohim huim Leofar, how are you, my friend?
1: Hello, Grace. How are you doing? Tell me everything about you. How are you doing?
0: Oh, just great to hear your voice. So happy to hear from you. So what has been going on in your life? You said it's a very cold day today. Um, Are you snuggled up with your honey, or what are your plans for this Sunday after we get off the phone?
1: I'm just crafting some candles. I'm doing some incense. I'm doing incense for you. Mm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, just that my, my, my plan for today is you. You are my plan.
0: I am you your my plan. Priority All right.
1: Today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I really appreciate it. So, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about some, you know, I I watch you post. I'm I'm a huge fan obviously. Um
1: Federico that you.
0: you know, and I, I well, I think you have very important things to say to the community. And I see you constantly calling out anger and jealousy and gatekeepers and bitterness. You you never name names. You're very respectful even when you're going after people who are not being respectful and, and that's an that's an art form in itself.
1: My mom teach me well. My mom teach me well.
0: She really did. Great credit to your mom um, because you are what, we, what I consider a perfect gentleman even in less than perfect situations. So I want to know, are you experiencing, do you find that you've gotten more popular? Uh, Elo has written many books. He's a great writer. He's a big inspiration online uh, if you're not already a fan, I suggest you check out his social media and his website and all of the ways to reach him. Uh, he really is uplifting and his his um, website is uh, com, all one word, except for the dot com, obviously. But you can see all <laughs> the books he's written and he's, you know, he's inspirational. He has a this is who I am, this is what I'm putting out there, and you can take it or you can leave it. But are you finding as you become better known that you get even more negativity thrown at you? What is your experience as, as, like since the last last time we spoke? It's been, what, a year or so? Um,
1: What have you been experiencing? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know if we can define it like popularity. I think it's more like a connection. I think that many people out there feel overwhelmed with social media, uh, with sure. the community. Uh, and just because social media is a very superficial aspect of the community. And when you see the community, uh, we talk about the community over and over. But when people go and have the opportunity to be part of the community, which is exactly the aspect of our community? People just see events, uh, mm-hmm. more events and if you are not part of the events you are not part of the cool people uh, and you yeah. know and feel entirely like an entitled group of people like you need to pay for the events you need to be part of the event you need to mm-hmm. assist to the event or if not you are not part of the community so this Got creates it. some kind of of mischief in the air for, for the people who is new on this uh, you want to be part of the community, and it's like you need to be part of this. You need to assist to them. You need to pay for the tickets. You need to go to them. You need to participate. You need to teach classes. And sometimes people just yeah. want to be part of the process. They don't want to be in the spotlight. And I think yeah. that we sell too much superficiality in social media. You know, uh, every time t- we try to do a post, one of the things that I try to always do is do this in that I use no filters. I try to don't use filters. I try to sh- show you what is in reality happening, how it's looking the light without any mm-hmm. superficial filter. People connect with this. They are like, oh, it's someone else out there thinking like me, someone with who I can identify that you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to de- try to be perfect. You mm-hmm. don't need to try to convince everybody that you are a good person. You don't need to try anything. You just need to be yourself. And... Come here and, you know, embrace the, the crowd, be part of the, of the group, you know, because when you just focus, uh, we always use the word community when we refer to events, to the people who make events, but we forget the people, the, uh, the, the common people who are not authors, the common people who are not bloggers, the common people who are not uh, uh, sellers, the common people who are not event organizers the person who go to the mm-hmm. event and buy stuff, the person who consumes your podcast, the person who consumes your books, the person who buys the candles in the store, the, the common person who really is living with uh, The authors, we take, and I say this always, we take all the spoilers because, you know, the word author is like, oh, it's embellished. Every time that you say, you're an author, everybody's like, oh, he's an author, he wrote books. But I always say this, uh, podcasters and uh owners, they know much more on witchcraft than the author because the author passed six months, nine months, just sitting down writing a book without the opportunity to really put in practice some things. So you are writing down for nine months what you have been learning for the past nine months. But while you are writing, these people are doing witchcraft every day. They know much more than us. And they don't take the spotlight. They don't take the attention. They don't take the thing. Nobody is going behind the podcasters. Nobody is going behind to know who is the owner store, which is the name of the owner store. but the owner store have 20 or 30 years of expertise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So well, what, I,
1: mean, I think, I under- what, oh, sorry, think that what I find He's that people have the opportunity to connect because they see, oh, is someone here that, you know, make me feel like I'm really being part of the crowd. Like uh, I remember in an, in an interview that made some people uncomfortable, I was saying, you know, if you want to practice money magic, practice. If you want to buy my book, buy it. If you don't want to buy the book, don't buy it. But practice. Put in practice your things. And don't do it for convince others. Don't do it for the picture on Instagram. Do it for yourself.
0: Right. Well, yes, of course. You have to do it for yourself. But by the same token, the and, and here's the thing that I love about the way you write. You write for everybody. You make it accessible for everybody. You don't tell people that yours is the only way. And that's a wonderful thing. And I, I think it's so important when you call people out for being disingenuous and just trying to take advantage of other people. Witchcraft, you know, people, well, here's the thing. People who write deserve to be paid for their writing. People who yeah. create specific content, anybody who wants to be paid, I have no problem with that. Um, but it's a, it should be a choice completely made by how the individual feels, not because of a sense of guilt or a sense of being forced into it or being told, well, if you don't buy this horse or if you don't buy this book, you're less than. I mean, I understand, I totally understand yeah. what you're saying as far as, you know, all of that goes. Nobody has the right to tell anyone what a real witch is or is not because you're not living their life. And I have a lot of problems exactly. with people who who do that whole gatekeeping, if it's not, you know, I get a lot of shit from my own community. Being Gardnerian, you know, I'm called any number of names because I don't practice the way we were taught back in the 70s where we didn't have people be accepted. All kinds of people need to be accepted everywhere for all all of the things that we never do. And when you start excluding people, you're only really hurting yourself because you are excluding other ideas, other ways of doing things. So, I mean, I have no problem with people who want to be paid for their content. It's the reaction that some people have when you refuse to pay for their content. You know, it's like any class you want to take. If I go to a college class, I have to pay for that. Anyone is deserving of payment for their expertise, of course. But... In this particular case, being witchcraft or being spirituality, you have the choice. You're not less of a spiritualist because you didn't take this course or read this book. This is something yeah. that comes from within. Now, you know, yes, the word community, I, I <laughs> sometimes I have problems with the word community because community means different things to different people. Are we talking about a pagan community at large? Are we talking about a witchcraft community? Are we talking about, um, you know, a gay community? Are we talking about a non-gendered community? There's so many different communities. I love the idea that we can include everybody in our sense of community, but some people just don't feel part of it. Some people don't want to be part of it. And I see, exactly. you know, I see you protecting people through your ideas and your posts of don't listen to the noise. Don't listen to the anger, the jealousy. Don't listen to people who want to take your freedom because they don't have any themselves. And all a lot of these cages seem to be built by people themselves, if anyone's really trapping them, it's that they are feeling overwhelmed by certain forces outside of themselves that tell them they're doing wrong or turning their nose up at them. And I see a lot of this too and I just I'm so grateful that you're constantly out there saying, you don't have to listen to this bullshit. You don't have to buy this nonsense from from anybody telling you That you can't be exactly whatever you want to
1: be. And I love that about you. Thank you. Uh, This is the thing Uh, community should be a crowd of people following an idea or a concept, and maybe you can have a leader who Mm -hmm. represents this idea or this concept. And if you feel that this is the right leader, you follow the leader because you know the leader is empowering you in the right way. The thing with pattern which communities is, uh, the, the, the problem, like always, is in, in the moment that you throw the money over the table, the community starts to divide. When you have a whole community, you know, uh, we go to meet in the park and we go to craft some things. Everybody brings something. Everybody brings some, your canvas, your incense, this is for free, we go to meet in there, we go to craft something. This is my community, we do this, and no, it's no money involved, everybody's participating. And it's something very cool. Some people come, some people prefer to not. In the moment that you say, everybody can come, everybody's welcome. Boy, you need to pay for this. Well, not everybody's welcome because not everybody have you know, the, the, the capacity, the monetary capacity in this moment, especially right now in this year, to assist to your event. Uh, in the moment that you are doing an event, um, people who is blind or have some kind of physical disadvantage can't assist for one or two reasons. They are not being welcomed. So the, the speech of you are welcome really is a really empty speech. Uh, because not everybody is welcome. Who is being welcomed is the person who has the time off, the person who is entitled to ask for a day off in their job, and not everybody has that opportunity, the person who has the money sure. to spend $100, 200 $300 in an event for a whole weekend. That you know, is not everybody precisely. And the person who is, you know, in her... They're all capacities. If you are not blind, if you're not mu- a, a muted person, you can go to them, but not everybody is welcome. And this money involved, when you put money involved in formula, people start fighting because it's something natural. Yeah. And people start to creating different communities. So we have the pagan community, the witch community, the metaphysical community, the community of, uh, of Bay Area, the community of New York, the community of Salem, the community of New Orleans. Many different communities and people forget to talk about the whole community for the whole community. Everybody is, oh, you know, I do this for the community, but you are doing it for the whole community, for the benefit of everybody, or for the benefit of your community, or just for the benefit of your pocket. You need to be a little more specific because if you want want to be paid for your work, it's okay, do it, it's your work. I'm presenting this event. Everybody who have Mm -hmm. the money to participate and the time to participate, you are welcome to come here to the event, but you are not doing the event for the community, except if you are doing the event and giving back the money to the community in some way, you are not doing it. Because you are being paid for your classes. You are not, being, you are not giving anything for free, so it's not the community. It's your crowd, it's your pocket, it's, and we throw the world community everywhere. And When we you have... do that, and people, and people is coming out the, from the broom closet and they are trying to be packed. Oh, I want to be a witch, I want to be a worker. I want to be a, I want to be, a parent. I want to be part of this. And the, same, the first thing that you say to them is, you need to buy these books, you need to come to these classes, you need to pay for this, you need to buy everything in that store, which is a friend of mine. You need to come to this event, to be part of the community so I can present you with other people. The shift and the mind of the people start shifting like, oh, what you are telling me is that to be part of this community is an inversion. Oh, you know, I'm buying herbal life. Right. I'm buying something, so I'm part of the community. That is what you are saying to people. You need to buy something to be part of the community, and that is very incorrect. That is very wrong. That should be. Because the community should be for free. It should be for everybody. The witchcraft community has been historically uh, linked to minorities, to persons who have been persecuted. We always read in the books on witchcraft, literally always. The witches were born because they were women who were very wise. The women were smarter than, than men. They were, you know, during the plague, during the black fever, when the rats were throwing the fever everywhere, the women were very wise, and they were with a broom cleaning the house because they know that the rats are transmitting some kind of illness to other people, something that men can't understand. They just say, oh, she's wise, or she's a witch. We go to burn the witch. The witch, the woman, was the minority. They were the victim. Mm-hmm. And now you have a whole community that is not trying to empower women; woman. It's just trying to make money, based on these old stories about how women were born. And when you read books on witchcraft you read, oh, you know, the Romani community, they do this. The African community do that. The, uh, we take this uh, belief from the people from Brazil who practice Candomblé or, or umbanda, and they do this in this way. So you are taking parts from different crowds, from different minorities, putting all of this together like witchcraft. And when these people, come back to trying to be part, you say, no, you can't be part of this. Because you're a woman, mm. because you are a black person, because you're a Roman person, because you're a trans person. Well, historically, you have been taking part from these people, and now you're not letting them come to be part of the community that you create based on their own beliefs. Specifically, especially when we talk about women, that is something that really frustrates me because everything that I know in life, especially about witchcraft, how the craft come from women because I have a lot of sisters and all of them practice witchcraft and and magic and divination and I learn everything that I know from them. I learn everything that I know from my grandma, from my mother. No, was any man involved in my life teaching witchcraft. So when I come here and I see that all the whole community goes around just mm-hmm. men, that for me is a complicated idea because I come from a different country where women. Are really empowered you, you know we have this archetype uh, that is some kind of joke but this real that latin women are stronger than men we always have jokes about it in the tv shows you see how latin women are represented if you don't do I've something heard. she go to punch yeah. you in the face because the latin community is always trying to empower women and black people so when I travel here to the USA, the first years, I don't know that because obviously I was busy with other things, but now that I am more open-minded. i like, okay, I'm not liking this really because the whole fame and attention of the community goes directly to the man, to the crowd of men, to the gay men. But where is the woman in the community? Because everything in the community comes from woman. I mean, every one of us born from a woman. And also that all the whole concept of the witchcraft all of these uh, pictures and stories about women uh, dancing with the devil in the Sabbath, about women being born in uh, in a in a, um, in, a bowl, uh, in front of, of in front of whole Salem, about the black woman uh, being tortured in New Orleans, about the women escaping from Romania in bowls to come to USA to talk, to let, uh, teach witchcraft to to their family. All of this is about women. But we give all of these stories about men. So we create events about uh, empowering women, but the, main, the event is leader for a man. Uh, books on Wisconsin book writers for men. It's everything about manpower. And it's, that is disempowering at the same time because you don't see the attention going in some ways. You just see the same monarchy archetype, stereotypical, misogynistic, everything is about men. They just take the whole concept of Catholicism and they just change the face. Oh, we have here a god. we have the Virgin Mary, so you just say that is the goal, and you just say that this is the, the, the goal, and we venerate it in the same way, so we put women away of her power, and we continue giving all the attention to the man. When you have a whole crowd of women around who can do things for their sons, and, and it's very complicated for me when I see that because when I see this kind of things happening in the community, how women are not are totally being ignored, they are totally being uh, dismissed, they are not being empowered, they are not being supported. When I see this, I just imagine this could be my sister, this could be my nephew.
0: Yeah.
1: And this is very complicated yeah. for me because you know, women has lost everything in every war, and women has people have taken so much from them all the time so much from you all the time i mean for many years women don't have the right to vote and now they have the, the right to vote it's very complicated every time that a woman goes to uh, to be part of the system to be part of a, a political position is oh boy you know she's a woman this will be difficult for her why this need to be difficult for her and witchcraft is a same representation of this because witchcraft is political and you see witchcraft continuing being empowered just by men. every time that you look or a list of booksellers or bestsellers authors in the community, all of them are men. You just will find one or two women, probably one who is a black woman, everybody else is a white man, and that is very complicated. I'm not saying that they are doing a bad job. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we are right. not supporting women in the same way that we support men. Every time that a man publishes a book, everybody is behind them, the publisher, the companies, the advertisers, and the policies, the stores, everybody promoting. When a woman put out a book and sells 1,000 copies, oh, you know, so, so nice. She said 1,000 copies. We are being so supportive with her, and they continue supporting the man. That is just Wow. I didn't even think
0: about that. That's, yeah. Wow. This is why I love you, because you look at everyone and you consider how everyone is doing, not just from, for yourself, but you look at the entire world and you see how everyone is being treated. You know, it, it doesn't occur to me except in the sense that shit always runs downhill. And, you know, <laughs> if women are not getting – well, I mean, it's true. If women aren't getting their due, then people of color aren't getting their due And so on and so forth. And people who are trans aren't getting their due. And people who are non-gendered aren't getting their due. I mean, it's it's a constant uphill battle for everyone to try to, you know, have a successful life. Not necessarily be the most popular, because I think people have weird ideas about what success means. You know, I, I have a little... I have a little radio show, I have a day job, I have a family, you know, am I the most popular in any of these fields? No. Do I care about that? No. Am I able to take care of life and have a somewhat comfortable life? Yes. That to me is successful. If I can wake up in the morning and know that I didn't hurt anybody intentionally and I'm doing the best job I can to help do my day job, and do this show to help people get, you know, have their words get out there, you know, for people to experience you, you know, just because I've been watching you for years now doesn't mean the rest of the world has, but they should because you're a person, to me, you're a person of great value. So this is why I was so happy that you were willing to come back on and hang out with me because, you know, I think I have lots of respect for you, and I think you're a very respectful and wonderful person, as you have obviously just proven with everything you've just said. But it's true. You know, how do we be more supportive? I mean, again, I don't begrudge anybody to make a living from their books or their classes. That is fine. But where do we create a space? Right. But where do we create a space where everyone – is welcome where do we create a space that everyone of color everyone of every gender and non-gender everyone lgbtq plus is welcome all together at the same time or are there different subsets of each group that are going to start fighting with each other instead of all of us trying to get on some sort of a same page now i know that's difficult because, listen, I'm white, I'm privileged. I was born that, you know what I mean? So I already have inherent things that were given to me that were not given to you, serious. And I recognize that. Is it fair? But no. But you continue oh, being
1: shit. a woman. But you continue being a yes. woman. So, so, so uh, you're entitled, but you know that not all society accepts your position or your work or not, society support you like they would support others.
0: Well, that's true, but I don't expect them to, and I don't. But it's not necessary to my peace of mind and happiness in that regard. Now, if that was being used against me in my place of business to treat me less than or otherwise hurt me, and I'm not saying this hasn't happened. But what I'm saying is, I choose to put that aside and continue to do the best I can. I still consider my life really good i've you know, I have friends who don't do as well as I do because they've not had the opportunities I've had, and a lot of that is white privilege. I'm sorry, that's just the fact it I know that there are yeah. Fewer things afforded to me because I'm female, but I still have a lot of privilege just by virtue of my skin color. It's a fact. It's just a fact. It's not fair. It's not right, which is why I talk about this stuff, because it's not fair and it's not right. And it needs to, you know, people need to be judged for their humanity, not anything on the and I don't know how to get to, I mean, that is the place I want to get to. I don't know how to get there because I can't find a whole lot of, and I have a lot of friends who do believe that too, that they want people to be judged merely from the yeah. inside out. How do we get there? Like what do we do to, to help that be a thing?
1: The first thing I think is bring people to the table. Because we happen two things, the first one is, the table is just made for white men. They build the table, many years ago. And they continue just iterating the chair to the next white men in line. It's a legacy. They build the table over women's rights, over black people's rights. Um, they just mm-hmm. continue changing the person in the chair, but continue being a table of just white men. Every time that they invite someone is, oh, we invite you because you're a woman, we invite you because you're another person, we want your opinion. The person gives the opinion and they take it out of the table immediately. Oh, we have her opinion. So bring another person, but the white people continue being, leaving the table. If you mm-hmm. do that, you are not really taking care of the people, of the outsider, the misfit, the person who don't identify with the stereotype of the white man. Uh, You need to bring people to the table and let them in there, in the table, not just for the event, not just for the book, not just for the interview, but permanently giving space to them, support these people, not just when it's convenient for you, not just because, oh, I'm promoting this event, so I bring a black person to the event to bring some color, so nobody would say that I'm racist or a Nazi supporter. So after the event, I just throw away this black person, and in the next event, I bring someone else to replace the black person, but you continue seeing the same white faces in there. The first thing that you need to do is take someone, I'm not saying a token, but bring a group of different people and let them be part of the table, not like a minority, because if the table continues being 10, 11, 12 white male person sit down in there and just one black person or one black woman, you are not bringing uh, any diversity. You are just trying to put a little bit of color in there. And it's just one opinion, you need more. You need to bring a lot of people to the table and let them have the space to talk. The second thing that will happen is, if you don't bring people to the table, and this has happened many times in history, they will build their own table outside of you, very away from you. And when you see the table just made for black people and women, and you like a white entitled man, you are not part of the table, you will see, oh, but they are discriminating me. They are keeping me away. They don't like me there. They don't want me there. And you will see how this crowd of people more diverse will success in their way. And when they will success, you will see white men say, Oh, but they are being racist with me, they are being mad with me, they are not letting me be part of the table. So you just you can't just wait, this happens. You need to move faster, you need to move forward, you need to go away. You need to go ahead. And before this happened, before all of this crowd of people made some kind of coup here and trying to take away my power, let me be uh, an alliance with them. Let me be the ally. Let me bring them to the table. Let me put some more chairs. If I know if I on my table have eight chairs for four white persons, let me bring a bigger table for more people, or let me replace four of these persons because I need to have diversity, equality here. It's not diversity if you go to an event and you see that they have 12 presenters, nine uh, white men, two white women, one Mm -hmm. person of color. That's not diversity in any aspect. That's not diversity, that is not empowering. It's all the contrary, it's just empowering. You need to create areas where you see that everybody is equal. You need to have the uh, women. You need to have men. You need to have people who don't identify with any or each other who are gender neutral. You need to bring black people. You need to bring, bring Romani people. You need to bring Asian people, not just based on the numbers, not just based on the, This person has 100,000 followers. This person has 200,000 followers. No, based on that, based on who identifies better with the people because everyone can buy followers. That's, that's a truth right now. So you need to look for people who is really practicing, empowering others, trying to be um, part of the crowd, trying to be the leader. Oh, this person, you know, he just have 200 followers, but I like his message, he's real, he's honest. Let me bring this person to the table because I don't need more influencers. I need real people with with who other real people will identify. So let me try to create a bigger table where everybody is comfortable, where everybody has a space, where everybody has the continue right to continue giving opinions, not feeling like a minority. Because if you sit down at a table, and this happens to me many times being an immigrant, when you sit down at a table and you sit that everybody else in the table is a white person, you know that your opinion will be dismissed. They, they will ask, oh, which is your opinion on this? And when you give your opinion, everybody else around... If they want to support you, everybody will support you. If one of them don't want to support you, everybody else will support them, that person, because that person is part of their crowd. They are white. You are the minority. Mm-hmm. So they will be all against your opinion. You need to have the same amount of people in the table to bring diversity. If you that your event, is white woman, the white men, and just one person of color, that's no diversity. You need to bring more people, more diverse, more color, uh, people with gender neutral, not one time a year, but every year. People who is black, not one time a year, but every year. Because black people continue being black people after and before your event. And that's very important mm-hmm. because people, when they see these events, when they see the, the, the promotional post, is always, you know, the crowd of white people from one place or from, one, or from another, from Salem, from New Orleans, from LA, from New York, and many people don't identify. And if you continue committing the same mistake over and over, in any moment you will see that you will be alone with your crowd in your old table and you will see a bigger table next to you with more people, more diverse people, and they will not invite you. So you don't want to go away and in success on this, you need to bring them before they they smart you and they do their own own events and that will happen very soon. So it's very important that you bring them and feel supportive, because if they don't feel supportive, they will come after you, and this will be, you know, another Viva la Revolución. You don't want that.
0: Well, I mean, what you're saying is the difference between being inclusive and tokenism. It's not enough to just have, you know, a couple of diverse voices. It, you've got to really embrace and include other people for there to be true yeah. diversity. And I think, you know, part of the, well, here's the thing. The enemy of white people is other white people. I don't think people understand yeah. that. I think white people are so afraid of any, you know, and it's not just white men anymore. It's, I'm, there's white women too that do this. I will tell you that, you know, Roe v. Wade being overturned was not done 100% alone by white men. White women were in there doing that too. So, I mean, we have to remember that, you know, a lot of the time our enemy is looking us in the mirror, you know, because we're not paying attention to the rest of the world. And any group that tries to stand by itself eventually fails because everything dies out and changes. This is the progression. For me, this is my spirituality. Anything that doesn't grow and change dies, period. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the group is. You cannot stay with your own little group because as big as your group might be today, listen, the demographics prove it. You know, thank the yeah. gods. We have people who love each other no matter what their gender or color or any kind of background is, finally, we are breaking that wall that is a monolith to being purely white. That is not sustainable. It is not yeah. a sustainable thing. Any race keeping a quote-unquote purity, people need to integrate. It's, we're supposed to melt together we're supposed to bring beautiful cultures of all kinds and all colors together. You know, it's, it's finally become a thing where you can turn on the TV and watch people of color and white people being married. You can see transgender people finally being recognized in public. And, oh, my God, when it first yeah. happened, people lost their shit. It was like the end of the world. Oh, there's two women together on TV. I'll never buy your products <laughs> again. And that, but that went away. It started to go away because people my age need to go. My generation, I am hopeful. I am hopeful is the last dummy white generation. I can only hope because these are the folks, uh, folks my age and older, I have a lot of problems with, which is why I don't have a lot of people in my life my age, because they are so stuck in the bullshit that their parents taught them, the quote-unquote other. And part of my upbringing before my parents hit the age of their own enlightenment was the same way. You know, don't have black friends. My best friend was black, and she couldn't come to my house. I was devastated. I was six years yeah. old. What the hell did I care what color she was? She was my friend. I, I didn't give a fuck. It, you know, why can't I have this friend? This friend does not look like us. So this friend has better food than we do, and I like her better than I like you. Why can't she come <laughs> over I mean, but it was a thing. You know, it was a thing. I had a very shitty upbringing by less than stellar people, and I know that, and I'm very clear about you know, how badly I was raised and the type of people who raised me. You know, my mother was originally a pagan and then switched to Christianity. Why? Because of my father. So here you have another situation where a woman has been changed completely by the influence of a white man without enough backbone to say no. And I have, because of that horrible example that I had growing up is why I turned out like this, where I just can't <laughs> stand. There's no rationale behind that thought. And I had said that to my father once, <laughs> and I almost had my head knocked off my shoulders because, not even so much because I, I, of what I said, but the fact that I dared to question him. And I see this level of patriarchy carry itself out throughout my entire life which is why I love that you are saying, you know, well, what does community actually mean? That's a really good fucking question, and it gives me a different perspective on the word in a really big way because I have this la da attitude, or at least I did, that we could all be together and get along and share common interests because there has to be something common somewhere. We're all human, you know, Your spirituality is different from mine, but I can learn from that. And that's the beauty of meeting people that don't look like you. They have other ideas about everything. And our ideas, white people, have not always been that great, okay? Take another look around and see the state of um, our government. Take a look at what we created, which was Donald Trump. Are we proud of this? I don't think so. I don't think we're proud of this. Um, we've got to do better. We've got to do better yeah. for everybody, not just for ourselves. This is what happens when you give people the idea that white is right. That's the whole premise of Donald Trump, to me, in a nutshell. This is a man who foments hate, who encourages everyone's worst instincts, who always talks about the other, quote-unquote, those uh, what did he say? He said that certain certain aspects of Latino culture were were terrible people and dangerous, and you know he said terrible racist things, terrible sexist yep. things. And this guy was made president of this country. What does this tell us about?
1: immigration.
0: Okay, look at okay. So I mean. Look what he did his fucking first day in office where people couldn't come home to the country that they live in, this country, because they were from another country, okay? One of the countries that he determined was a quote-unquote shithole. Are you kidding me with this? So, I, you know, I have to caution people who look like me. Be really fucking careful because the decisions we've made have not been fucking stellar. Don't be so fucking proud of your whiteness. It's not all that in a bag of chips, believe me. Um, there's a whole other world out there. And I'm just, I mean, my, my friends understand me. But anybody who's not who ne- doesn't necessarily listen to this show, I want to encourage you to understand that if you think you're superior because of this, that, and the other thing, you're not. Got to tell you, I'm not, you're not, we ain't, because we made a fucking mess. And I will tell you, even liberals, even liberals who were like, we can't let Trump get in, Trump will never get in. There's a reason Trump got in, a lot of them, because they didn't do the right yeah. thing at the polls. They they didn't get Bernie, who they really wanted, so they were like, fuck it, I'm going to vote third party, and they did, and then Trump got in, because they were not willing to put their own personal feeling. this is the, kind of the theme, this selfishness, when you don't put your feelings aside for the greater good, it's a prime example of you showing that you don't care about everyone's rights. You care okay. about yourself. You care okay. about yourself. And I had such a problem with people that I'm no longer associating with because of that single fact. Because they didn't get what they wanted, they shat on everyone else. Listen, I was hugely into Bernie. I thought Bernie was, sure, Bernie would be great, Bernie has all these ideas, but he didn't win. And if you're not going to win, you can't just run and and cry your eyes out and think, I didn't get what I want and stamp your feet like a child. What's going to best serve everybody at this point? Listen, when Roe v. Wade got overturned, I lost my mind. I, I'm 61. I'm never going to need an abortion again. It's not about me. It's about what is happening to this country that we, have, that we are destroying. And the people destroying it are, are white people. What do you want me to say? It's true. It is just the truth. So just, you know, white folks, be careful. We ain't that smart. There's other people to listen to in this world. I say this a lot. They're probably sick of it. But it's true, is it not? Illo, don't you think when you bring other people in and you listen to other ideas that maybe there's a chance for growth?
1: Yes. Not no, just for I get all. You, have, I'm sorry. you have people I, I get with on. a different experience, with a different yes, background. Of with a different concept, and you have the opportunity not to just grow in one direction, you have the opportunity to grow in all directions at the same time, like a tree. But they just are watching, looking to grow in one direction, and that's wrong because, you know, you are just growing, oh, <clears throat> sorry, you are just growing in one direction, they're just growing to the right or just to the left. When you bring other people with other backgrounds, you have the opportunity to grow in all the directions at the same time, that is bigger, that is smarter,
0: I mean, again, the old ideas, old ideas about anything have to change as, as, as the world changes. You know, it's kind of like when I do the laundry. I don't use, your, use a scrub board anymore, right? I don't use my knuckles on a steel board anymore. I have a washing machine. Things have changed. You have new yeah. ideas that bring progress, but only new ideas bring progress. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, that's not progress, especially when it's not working. So, you know, how we treat people that are not like us says a lot about who we are. And we're all going to make mistakes, but we all have to try. And I don't see enough people trying. That's that, you know, the whole thing about, you know, Trump getting elected really frightened me. I knew there was racism. I knew there was still hatred out there. But I didn't, I will be honest with you, I didn't realize how bad off we were. I really didn't. It's not that I thought having a black president cured everything. Of course not. But I didn't realize how many people were. Still out there with such a level of hatred. I I I, yeah. I thought we were growing up, uh, and and we weren't, and we're still not. And I find that devastating. And and I hope, I really hope that, that we can get this to stop in my lifetime because it's this. I I don't know. I don't even like the way things are in the world. It's not good enough. This is horrible. We're going backwards. And if, you know, certain members of the society, the older white men, especially in the GOP, and the older white women, especially in the GOP, get their way, they won't just stop at taking away a woman's choice. They will take away the rights of everyone who's not. You know, and I've said this repeatedly, and people are like, oh, you're, you're, you're blowing it up. It's not that big. It's not that big. No, but you never thought Roe v. Wade was going to get overturned either, and it did. So guess what? Anything is possible. Anything is possible. And if you're not willing to stand up for people that don't look like you, trust me, they have no reason to support you, especially in a- elections. I mean, you know, it, it, it's incredible how myopic and narrow-minded people are. You know, there is no superior race. There just isn't. There may be more of you or more of us or more of whatever, but that doesn't make it better. More is not always better. How do I explain this better, Elon? Help me.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You were just mentioning Trump. Uh, I just remember these were the most, those four years were traumatizing for me. where horrible. Yeah. Uh, migration was broken. uh, I have a little uh, collapse one day when immigration literally sent for mail all the papers for the past three years, like you need to remake all of this paperwork and send it again in two weeks. And not just happens to me, happens to practically every immigrant in every state of the United States. You know, you are just one Mm -hmm. day just you pay your migration, you pay your taxes, you're doing everything legal and one day Mail just arrive and you have all your paperwork for the last three years. You need to remake all of this because they just change the rules. They just change a symbol, they just change a fail, they just change something in the paper and you need to change everything back. And it's a lot of money. Uh, I uh, I work and my partner works so we can do it, but not every immigrant has the same position or, or the same companion or the same possibilities or the same knowledge. So many people right. is, is, you know, like what I do now, because for three years you are paying uh, migration, you are paying taxes, you are paying everything, and one day Trump just changed all the rules because he wants, and uh, you need to start from zero when you have three years here. That, wow, that, that, that I, I remember I took the whole week free just to sit down to remake all of this paperwork, and that was very depressing because, for moments you just think, you know I have five six years here, so this means that probably if I don't have this ready into weeks, I need to go back, and just everything that I did for the past years, you know it's just nothing. I don't have a function, a work, a position a uh, a goal. I just fail on this uh, That was a traumatizing, traumatizing period <laughs> in my life was was terrible Go in the streets after the elections and knows that so much people really hate uh, immigrants or people of color. I mean, I, I could imagine that before. Uh, when I remember when the day that I see the elections, the next day I was terrified to go out because it was like, all of these people now feel empowered. They feel supported mm-hmm. because, you know, you are the hater in the corner um, you feel like oh finally i know that other haters are out there so i am supported so i can do whatever i want because you know we are more and uh, you're starting to see all the campaigns outside all the hate in the streets and uh, was very conflicting for me even for moments we were thinking about left the country like we, were, we were like okay this is turning very complicated sure. and this has been too much money and it's too much paperwork and we don't have the time for this and it's very it's every time more expensive so maybe it's better just go out and then and uh, where it is and we stay, no, was easy. When in Pentecostal, many people just throw the tower because they can't. Many, many people don't have uh, the resources, the knowledge, the experience, or the money to continue doing this. That was hor- horrifying. Uh, was a really, really sad period for many people, not just for people of color and immigrants. I'm talking about women in general. I'm talking about gender neutral people who don't feel safe in those, in those moments, trans people who don't feel safe in those yeah. moments. I'm talking about even white people who are not haters. They are like, okay, who is surrounding me? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine how a white person who is not a hater can feel in that moment knowing that the graphics are saying that you are a hater and you are not. And, quote, you know, the, the graphics are talking, the graphics is in there, the graphics says, okay, most of you are haters, are pro-Nazis, are Nazi supporters, are racist, and you being a white person, you feel like, okay, but well, I'm not part of this crowd, so it's, you know, it, they are putting you in a position that you don't want to be. And um, that was a very it is complicated, I, I think that know what was an easy period for anyone except for the, for the president. But well, for everybody, mm-hmm. it was a very complicated time
0: still is to a certain extent. It's still a complicated time because, you know, there's still so much on the table and Trump is getting ready to announce running again for president, which to me is like the the only thing I, you know, and I've seen where, and I want to address something you just said in a minute, but I've seen where now the Republicans are like, well, Trump is poison and he's going to cause us problems and we can't support him anymore. Uh, we'll see. I don't believe them. I don't believe them because they've lied. They've lied about that before, so I don't. I don't yeah. trust that, that particular group. Now, as far as non-hating white people, um, you know, getting accused of being haters, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, that's uh, tough. Tough. I'm sorry. I'm white, so I get to say that. You know what? You can't have a group. You can't have a group, oppress other people for as long as white people have, and not expect to be caught up or accused of being part of that crowd. There's nothing I, I don't know what to do about that. I, I don't know how to help people or advise them. The only thing you can do is to try to live by example. And love as many people as you can and not be quiet about it, you know. I have very big relationships with lots of folks, all different kinds, white people, not white people, straight people, not straight people, not gendered people, all kinds of people. Um, so you can only live, you can only show who you are for your life. That's it. And yep. if you get accused, you get accused. I mean, it's ho- I, how do you know how do you know which are the good ones and which are not the good ones? I mean, that's, you're asking something that's kind of impossible. I mean, I have a relationship with you. You see what I post about, you know how I feel about things, but that's because we know each other in that extent, you know? So you know that I love people and I care about what happens to them. But in general, do I feel some kind of way if, a not white person mistrust me. No, I get it. Of course, I get it. Not a problem. I understand. It's it's not because I've done something wrong, but I'm part of a group that has, and I can't change my color to 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 make that not be. I just have to live like I got accused by somebody um, of cutting into a line when I wasn't. I was just accompanying. The person voting, I had already voted and this beautiful lady behind me was like, excuse me. And I'm like, oh no, ma'am, I'm not cutting in the line. I'm just here to spend time with him so he's not alone on the hour wait to vote. And she was like, well, okay then. And I was, and you know, I was like, not, not angry. Why would I be angry? She's been oppressed. Do Do you know what it took for her to be able to leave work to be on a line to vote? I have nothing to say to this lady other than thank you, ma'am, and I appreciate you understanding that I'm just standing here. I am not cutting in the line. And listen, I don't blame her. I don't blame anybody. I look like a typical older white woman. I look like the thing that is the oppressor. I have no reason to feel any kind of way except sorry and appreciative for her her position. That's it. Oh, well. There's nothing. I, I, I don't know how to guide on that other than to say, listen, if somebody comes at you, try to understand where they've been because you weren't there and you weren't receiving that kind of treatment. So maybe some graces in order to say, Absolutely. What can I do to help? That's all you need to say is, "What can I do to help?" Period. Yeah. And then get out of the way. If you're in the way, get the fuck out of the way. That's it. <laughs> you know.
1: No, so, yeah. no, I can't I blame
0: people. I, you can't. You can't blame people for for a perception that they have seen very little to con con. con- COUNTER, thank that sword. THEY HAVE SEEN VERY LITTLE TO COUNTER THEIR PERCEPTION. SO ALL YOU CAN DO IS LIVE WHAT YOU HOPE IS THE RIGHT EXAMPLE AND BEHAVE IN SUCH A WAY THAT WHEN YOU SEE SOME BULLSHIT, YOU CALL THAT BULLSHIT OUT. LIKE YOU DO ALL THE TIME. THIS BRINGS ME back, RIGHT BACK TO YOU. BECAUSE YOU DO CALL OUT BULLSHIT ALL THE TIME. YOU CALL OUT THE JEALOUSY. YOU CALL OUT THE HATRED. YOU CALL OUT THE NEGATIVITY you're constantly giving people uplifting messages to make to make us all feel better about life which can be really fucked up and hard how do you maintain doing that because i would love to be able to be as positive
1: i I personally, I, I remember when, um, when I was uh, younger, my dad always say, stop doing that because not everybody have an easy life. And they was thinking, well, we, we, we don't have an easy life either. That's no reason to be negative all the time. Uh, some people don't like it. I don't care about them. I care about the people right. who feel empowered because the world is enough complicated for everybody whatever is their position, everybody has some kind of conflict, some kind of issues, some kind of trauma, some kind of uh, things that they are struggling right now. The most important thing that you can do is being a rebel against the system and being positive and remain optimist is an act of being a rebel. It's saying, I, I don't go to let the conflict win. I don't go to let the problem win. I go, I'm going to remain optimist and I'm going to try to support others even if they don't support me but Uh, That is a whole act of of rebellion, of saying, you know, the world is dark tonight, so I'm going to put a candle. You know, everybody's sad, let me try to have a smile uh, to conflict with people around. Uh, It's it's a thing that I think we need to do because the world is, we can say it's very nasty. In many ways, you see the news, or you read comic books, or you read a novel, or you watch a film, and every time you have people betraying people, people against people, people fighting with people, people fighting for something, and everybody's very negative uh, about that. It's what uh, the war is affecting to you is so that you need to be in a constant conflict. And when you sit down and just trying to be a little smarter and you know, you understand that it's not about me, it's about everybody and everybody's feeling the same. than me in this moment, maybe someone else needs this advice in this moment because if I just read the news or I just watched this film or I just read uh, a novel, a book, and I feel so sad about it. Probably someone else is saddest in this moment. So probably someone needs that push. So let me try to write something for that person even if I am depressed even if I, if I am sad uh because it's, it's not like I am all day with a smile in my face I, I have my moments too i am an immigrant. Sure. i i I know life is very complicated uh I know that I never will see probably again uh my dad or my mom or my, most of my family in the country in the moment that I take the airplane, I say goodbye, I don't want to see you. Never again, because I am excited, legally from the country, I can go back. They don't have permission to go out, so we are in a complicated situation that I know that my dad will die one day and my mom too. Long. I don't know we'll be there. So life is not complicated. Why just focus on the complicated thing when you can focus on something else? Okay, this is complicated, you don't have a solution. Let me try to focus on what really have a solution. So when i is struggling with this or with something worse in this moment, let me try to support that person, even if I don't know that person. And that's why I continue doing it, because uh, I can post, post a selfie, I can post uh, by my book, and people will like it, but when I post something positive and I see the reactions of people and I, see, I read the comments and I notice, oh, people is really needing this in this moment, Oh, you know, that's like. Uh, reinforcement this is like okay I need to continue doing this because it's what people really need it's not just about buy my book yeah. buy my book buy my book is you know people right. need you and if you have a voice and you have a platform and when you have 1,000 or 5,000 or 8,000 followers and you know that people or readers like people call them readers because I'm not a good leader uh, when you have 5,000 readers and people is behind you trying to give you some kind of advice You're like, okay, you know, this means that 5,000 persons out there are struggling with this or with something similar. So let me connect with them. Let me take a moment to sit down and write down something for them because 5,000 persons out there are feeling exactly what I'm feeling right now. So let me try to Mm -hmm. remind you that you are not alone in this fight. You are not you, are, you think that you are alone, but you are not. There no other 5,000 person in this precise moment around the world feeling like you, feeling shit like you, feeling bad like you, and they need uh, to support you. When I see people connecting with them, when they are starting to talk with each other, in my messages, they are starting to connect, they are starting to do networking and making friendships for me. say, like, oh, you know, I'm being part of the community. I'm being part of the change. I'm trying to empower not the people, but I'm trying to empower the change here and giving the, the people this opportunity to connect with each other. Uh, because sit down and be negative and cry about how... That's... I remember someone, I think that was my dad, I'm not really sure, but I think that was my dad who says, uh, complain on the Internet is the easy way. It's so easy that it's weak. I remember that, and I always have that in my mind. Like, you know, it's so easy to just sit down in your couch in your uh, computer or put your smartphone in the hand, and just complain about how people is betraying you, how people is bad, how people is negative, how people is attacking you, how people is blah, 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 blah. That's so easy, you know, it's, it's easy. You just write it, you're posting there, you play the victim card, and everybody will come for you. That's easy. Yeah. But try to do the difficult thing, trying to be a rebel, trying to be a smart, trying to support others in that moment, People police attacking me let me try to support other people people is saying lies about me uh, let me take this moment to please other people because it's not about me it's about the people out there who don't have the same resources than me who don't have the same experience than me because everybody will come to say nobody knows how difficult it has been my life and well you know I, I literally take an airplane because they take me out of my country and they say you are excited you can come back never again so it's not like my life is worse than yours, or I have some kind of difficult experience too. And I can't just sit sure. down to complain over and over, oh, how difficult is my life? Oh, how complicated is my life? Because I know that someone else out there is all in the same situation, or in the same situ- situation but with less experience, or in a worse situation. Could be a woman who can find an abortion in this moment. Could be a black person right. being uh, fired from their job because of, of the color of the skin can be a trans person uh, being persecuted politically in a state where they are taking uh, off their rights. Many people is doing worse than you, and the weakest thing, a nasty thing that you can do is just sit down and think that the whole world is around you and just complain about how complicated is your life. I could do that, but at the same time, you know, I have, I have food in my freezer. I have... I have three jobs. I'm doing very well. So why am I going to complain for something bad or happening right now? Because I want to play a victim card. I don't need to do that. I need to take my position to at least others, to take them to the same level where I am. And that's difficult. That's complicated. That's smarter. I think that's more sensitive. I think that's more human. I think that is the right thing. Sit down and not assume that... Oh, I'm having a hard time, so everything is about me, so I need to make all about me because I'm having a hard time. No, you're having a hard time, and other millions of people out there are having a hard time, too. So you have two sure. chances right now. You can just sit down and complain, or you can go out and say, you know, I'm having a hard time, you too. But we can connect with each other, we can continue doing this, just try to smarter, tomorrow is another day. Um, People continue thinking, oh, this is just toxicology. No, it's not toxicology. It's literally alchemy. In the moment that you write down something and people read it and they connect with the message and they listen to you and they are like, wow, this person really knows what I'm doing right now. And they feel feeling better with the message. You are literally doing some kind of alchemy in their mind. You are changing their mindset, you know, and they are saying, you know, someone else out there it's listening to me, it's connecting with me, it's feeling me, and the people is empowering me or uplifting me, and I have the opportunity to, do this, to try to do this tomorrow again. It's, I think it's powerful. I think it's more sensitive because complaining is so easy. Like my dad says, it's weakness. You, know, you can complain, and it's easy. It's, it's, any child can do it. You give a phone to a child, take a toy from them and the child will write down in Facebook, do, my dad take my, my toys from me, this is so bad, the world is going wrong. That's easy, it's weak. But you you can say, you know, uh, my dad take all my toys because I know I was doing uh, the homework. Uh, I need to learn responsibility. I know that other 5,000 children out there don't have toys to be taken. So this is not about me, it's about them.
0: Right, right. Well, I, wow, yeah, this is why I love you. So, you know, I find it interesting that there are people who would be negative with the things you post because those are probably people that need the messages the most. And I find it so funny that, you know, you put out positive and people, some people respond with negativity and it's like, well, you're the idiot that needs to hear the positive message because obviously you're too negative. But I, and I know you can't just change people. Wouldn't that be lovely? But I mean, I don't know. remember always. Always, always remember that a lot of
1: people stay daily going to therapy because a lot of abusers are not taking therapy.
0: Yeah. Always
1: remember that. Uh, you yeah. see that people see the comments in the post. Of people yeah. reacting very well very positive people don't see the DMs people don't see the direct messages where people call me all kind of things put me names uh trading me with different kind of things uh they throw all kind of insults in there oh you are just a pop psychology card you are just reading some magazine and stealing something from there uh you are just a, a shitty person trying to uh, of people and blah, 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 but that was witchcraft. You are just blah, 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 and they put all That's kind crazy. of very... Yeah, uh, you know, but, but it's that. It's the weakness. It's the weakest people don't go in the front, in the line, and confront you. They go uh, by direct messages. They go in a, in a way that nobody else see them because they like to move in the shadows because they are weak. They are the cowards. so I don't pay attention to them, and I pay attention to the people who go in the front and say things in public.
0: I, you know, some people would give up. If you get enough private messages just slamming you, don't you ever just sometimes feel like, why the fuck am I bothering when I'm getting bullshit for trying to do a nice thing for folks? Every day. Because sometimes
1: it gets frustrating. I mean, mean, yesterday I made just to post, and I I was taking a day off with my my husband in the park. We were doing some kind of uh, park day with food and sandwiches and everything. I just posted two things yesterday, Uh, and the whole day I received like, I'm not exaggerating, this is like 86 or 85 messages of hate between Twitter and Instagram. And I just, take a moment, let me read all of this. One, two, three, 26, 34, 71, oh, 85 messages of hate. Okay, okay, let me continue eating my sandwiches.
0: Unbelievable. I, you know, there used to be a thing in society where if you had something negative to say, you would just shut your mouth and keep going, which is what really, yeah. really what people should go back to doing. I mean, everything does not warrant your comments or opinion, you, the general you. Um, sometimes I see things online that are, like, ridiculous. And it doesn't – my opinion is not important in this conversation. So I'm just going to continue to scroll because I don't agree with it. And it's ugly. Okay. This, this need for people to spew their nastiness is beyond me. Why? Why do we have to be ugly? Why would you want to be ugly in public? Why would you want to be hateful in public? It's not something I understand. It used to be a situation where if you had negative thoughts about a person or people, you would shut your mouth because you would be too embarrassed to to expose yeah. that publicly. And people have no shame anymore and they have no fucking filter. And they just spew their disgusting evilness everywhere. And I just don't understand how that serves even them. Why? Because you told somebody Something terrible. Does that really make you feel better? How does that make you feel better? Do you, where is the level of superiority come from? From being a hateful person? Because right. Is I mean, experience. I mean it's, it's not understandable. Please, it's something that you really can't
1: understand. Yeah, it's something that I can't really understand I either. I mean, no, don't have any sense. Really, I. I I, I can't respond because it don't have any sense when people don't. Do it's like, why do you need to do this in public? Why do you need to be a hater? Why do you need to, yeah. you need to be so weak? Because complain is weak. But sit down and have the maturity to assume this is not about me. Let me. Maybe I'm just reflecting something. Maybe I'm not understanding well the conversation. That's the difficult part. Do the inner work. That's the difficult part. But people prefer to do the easy part. People prefer just complain and complain about everybody and complain about everyone. Uh, you know, this is a traitor. You know, this is a bad person. You know, this is lies. You know, this person is toxic. And yeah, everybody has some kind of toxicity at certain level because everybody has been traumatized at least one time in their life. Everybody has the sure. opportunity or the chance to leave something traumatic or or lifting at the same time something good, something bad, and, um, you know, you choose which part of that you want to reflect. You choose with what you want to live. You want to live with the hate or you want to live with the love? You, can, you want to live a lot of haters out there or you want to try to bring, you know, a candle and try to uplift other the people in the tunnel. Oh, this is very dark. Let me try to bring a candle and let me try to do some jokes in the way while we are walking because in the tunnel, in the end, we have a light. Let me try to bring people there. Or you can just sit down and complain over and over and over about how hateful these people. You can do that. It's easy, but also it's weak. It's a very weak movement. Hmm. It's
0: interesting that you say weak. I, I, and it is, you know. And here's the funny thing about the fact of it being weak: people do it to make themselves feel some kind of a strength. And it's like, how are you deriving, you know? I don't understand, I understand being angry. I understand being angry at people who hurt other people. And you could really dig yourself into a hole when you, if you drill down on what's quote unquote toxic. Because, you know, for me, the term toxic positivity is a very, it's a very specialized thing. I think people overuse it and they don't understand yeah. what toxic positivity is. So very briefly, my understanding of toxic positivity is when you try to get someone who is having a specific, very serious issue that really doesn't look like it's going to be able to resolve without medical help of some sort, whether it's therapy or medication or something like that, um, that to me, if you keep telling a person it'll be okay, it'll be okay, and they're not doing any of the steps to get specific help, I think that to me is what toxic positivity exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, because For we're not assuming the problem. Right. Now, that's, that's one thing, but when you just want to put out Positive. When you want maybe somebody's having a bad day. It doesn't everything is not centered around you the person. It's more outward of giving kindness, just simple kindness to the world, which we're yep. all supposed yep. to be doing. And it seems like people have forgotten this. That we're supposed to be putting out uplifting and positivity. I'm shitty at it. I try. I'm I'm usually the person who sits and scrolls and keeps my mouth shut for things I don't agree with, but I probably should put out more positive stuff. Because to me, you're an example. And I'm like, wow, I wish I could be like that. Gee, maybe I should try it. Uh, my laziness gets in my way. I admit it really. <laughs> uh, but, no, but I'm honest about it because I know who I am. And if you don't, figure out, you got to start figuring out who you are at some time. Now, it's true, I'm 61, and I've only in the last few years been really figuring out who I am and who I want to be. I have ideas of who I want to be, but employing it when you're lazy is not so easy, because I'm lazy, and I'm tired, and I work all the time, and I do a day job that I work 10 hours a day, and then I do two different shows and I'm exhausted. And I'm lucky. Here's the thing. I'm lucky to be tired. I'm lucky to have things to do. I'm so lucky to still have a great day job in spite of the bullshit I put up with. And I'm so lucky to have a podcast and a second podcast that I get to do. So I'm, this is not a complaint. This is me calling out myself on my bullshit I'm fucking lazy. So that's all that is. But the fact is, is that I could be having a really horrible day, and I will see a post from you about people being angry with themselves and taking it out on the people around them. And I saw that post, and it's a while ago because you post a lot, which is great because it helps me. But it changed the course of the rest of my day. And the post, when I saw it, had already been a couple of days old. So it's not like you psychically knew I needed to hear it at whatever moment I needed to hear it. I found it when I found it, and that's when it helped me. And quite honestly, that's all it has to do. That's all it should do for anyone. It's the words of inspiration that keep us going when we feel like we're failing at everything. And the the people who would rob that piece from other people, those are the bad people. Those are the evil people. People who will try to dim someone else's light and and your shine. And, you know, because people love light, intuitively. Children love light, intuitively. They love running in the sun. You know, when you're a little child, you want to go out and play. You want to go out and have fun. You don't want to be cooped up. You want to run free. You're a little child and you want to experience what does grass feel like when you touch it and what's a puppy's wet nose feel like in your face and getting puppy kisses or kitty kisses or whatever it is. You're so open when you're young. And as we get older, experience hardens us and makes us more callous and, and more afraid when the truth is we should be doing the opposite. You know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I said to them, parenting, being a parent in and of itself is a toxic state because when you're Mm -hmm. a parent, you put your negativity and your fear. You don't mean to do it. I have two sons. You don't mean to make them scared. You don't mean to give them your paranoia. But just by virtue of being responsible for someone else's life, it is a potentially dangerous situation because you're putting all of your stuff onto that person who came to you with no experiences at all, and you've already given them your negative stuff. And it's, it's such a hard thing to break free of. I am the living result of the hatred, negativity, fear, um, paranoia of my parents, um, even though I have worked all of my life to go in the opposite direction. And some of it you're successful with, but some of it you're not. For example, I'm terrified of airplanes. That came directly from my mother. Terrified of airplanes. I've been in a near, I was almost in a, a, a midair collision with another plane, um, and I never got over that. Incident, oh, well. And that incident happened 40 years ago, and I am to this day, I have nightmares about planes all the time. So, and, I, you know, people freak out when I say this shit about being a parent is, a, is inherently a toxic state, but it's true. You have to yeah, be so careful because we are raising these people who grow up with these ideas about who they are, who other people are and that's the dangerous part uh, even more yeah. than what you think of yourself but is how you treat other people is so important because you cannot you cannot expect people to treat you well if you're not willing to treat them well it's just so simple but it's still so complicated I don't understand why people don't get it <clears throat>
1: I, I didn't know how they asked what it's complicated. Well, uh, one per, um a person close to mine says that uh, haters usually just love play the victim because in that way they receive attention. So mm-hmm. when they put the hate out there and they start saying that they hate everybody and everybody's hateful and blah, 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 if people who, has, who have more empathy will try to, you know, oh, this person is in my hair, so let me try to go there. And they feel empowered because they are being the victim. That happens a lot of times. Uh, it's a very complicated um, place to be because sometimes people is really having a hard time and you're trying to reach them. Sometimes they are just playing with you. Sometimes they are just trying to, to be the victim. In there. They, they are really trying to call your attention. So it's a very um, awkward situation many times where you don't know what to do, especially if you don't know who is each one, because it's too much hate out there. Uh, Sometimes you need to go a little beyond and think why the person is doing really this post or is writing this or is saying that in public, because the the person uh, using the hate here is trying to receive support. Or is trying to call out a problem. What I try to do personally, like my 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 individual arrow, is trying to call out problems. I'm trying to don't call out people because it's not the, it's not the people that's the reason why most of the times I don't give names because if a person is right. doing something wrong in the community, it's not just a person. It's the, it's a whole community allowing this person continue committing the same problem. So I'm trying True. to call out a person. I'm trying to, come to call out the problem. Why in the community this continue being allowed? Why in our community we don't have more events organized by women? Why in the community we don't have more women being bestseller authors? Why in our community we don't have more women being celebrated in public while men are being celebrated? Why so much misogynistic attitude in our community? Why so much racism in our community? Why so much transphobia in our community? Because we don't just have uh, troublemakers online and we don't don't just have um, complicated authors. We also have complicated publishers who allow this kind of books. We also have complicated platforms allowing this kind of attitude. So I try to pull out the problem. Other people don't try to call out the problem, they just try to, to say, oh people hate me, I am the victim here, and is hateful. So they are trying to call your attention. That's different.
0: Sure.
1: So what I think that is we need to try to do always is try to go a little beyond why do you, this person is saying this or is saying that. I mean it's here is really here a problem or it's just trying to call attention because that happens a lot of times too. And we need to try to uh, be smarter continue having empathy for the person, but at the same time, let me try to check uh, if the person is just trying Mm -hmm. to call attention or is just trying to call out the problem.
0: Yeah, you know, I find it hard to know when, and this is my failing, I don't know when someone really just needs a hug or I should be empathetic or just ignore because I, what, what I try to do is just not get involved in a contest with people because all it does is make everybody upset, you know. Many, many times,
1: are... many times that's the smarter move. Many times it is because if you are not part of the problem, but also you are not part of the answer and you understand that is a problem that is uh, beyond your expertise or if it's a situation that you really don't have knowledge about it, you don't know all the sides, it's like why I need to get involved on this when I have my own issues in my life in this moment. So maybe that's the right move. Maybe.
0: Because in in the
1: end of the the day, they they are adults, too. In the end of the day, they are adults. They need to resolve their own problems, too. So when you don't get involved, at the same time, you are giving people the opportunity to solve your problem yourself, like an adult.
0: Well, sometimes I don't know if I could maybe help or because I don't know. And you know what, a lot of the time I don't know. I don't know what sparked the original post that everyone went up in arms about at any given time. But by the same <laughs> yeah. token, am I being am I being a coward because I don't say anything, or is it really? I mean, or are you just giving me cover by saying no? It's sometimes it's good to just not get involved. Um, you know, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not above being called out. No, but I trust you on this because I I know you have a lot of experience, and a lot of engagement with all different types of people, and, you know, sometimes people have a a view of what I might say as, oh, you know, she's an old person, she doesn't understand. So I try to think, you know, what kind of perspective will people look at my words with? You know, so but am I being a coward or am I actually doing something smart? I will take whatever advice you give me.
1: I don't think I don't think it's cowardice. I really don't think it is. Uh, first of all, okay. first of all, you are not old. Older are the rivers. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank Older you. Older are the rivers, thank and they you.
1: continue running. Second, <laughs> yeah. Second, uh, it's a smart move. Because many times you see grown-ups fighting for stupid things and you choose to get involved because you are grown-up, you need to fix your own thing. And you just choose your, your side. I mean, I don't, I, I don't have a need to get involved on this, especially if nobody's calling me on this, especially if, I don't, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not being part of the problem. So why I need to get involved on this? Maybe you get involved, you, continue, uh, you will lose. Uh, because you don't know which yeah. side to choose if you not know what, whether the problem was happening. Uh, this is the opportunity for right. them to find, you know, if like when you have a children. I have many nephews, so I have some expertise on the area. Many times my nephew comes yeah. to me to say, oh, you know, this person is fooling me. But if I go beyond and I try to see the problem to the root, I find that may, maybe my nephew was the problem, maybe my nephew or do something that i didn't knew and he's not telling me that and that's the reason why right. someone else is bullying him so right. sometimes when right. people comes to you with a problem oh you know this person is being bad with me oh but well, it's just being bad with you for this or you did something you write something you threat people online because you don't know especially if you are a busy person uh if you are working if you are over all of this uh, drama you are like, mm, I, you know, I used to be part of all of this drama. I grew up watching all of this drama. Why do I need to get involved now with these grown-up if they can resolve their own issue for themselves? Why do I need to get involved? I, I'm not the mom. I know the grandma. Why do I need to do it? So it's the smart move many mm-hmm. times. Because you can have empathy, but you can have your empathy for yourself from your room. Oh, this is happening. You know, I understand you. I, I know this is happening. Let me reach this person. I want to let you know that I read all your posts. I'm going to that you feel in some way. Bye. You don't need to get involved in the situation because you don't know all the truth on the situation.
0: Right. That's true. You're right. And when I do feel the need – see, here's what I actually do. When I do feel the need to respond to something that I find detrimental, I do it on the show. And I take time and I, I – Like for my last birthday, just before my last birthday, I had seen something online from someone I respected, and I found it upsetting because what they were doing was insulting a younger group of people that like a specific type of crystal or they like to collect crystals or whatever. And my argument is you don't need... Specific things to be a witch. You don't need products. You don't need to purchase. You don't need to have wands. You don't. First of all, you can literally make or find all of your tools outside. You can find yep. stones. You can find twigs. You can find like old witches uh, do. Like the old witches do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But you know what? Sometimes someone wants a piece of crystal for a charm bag. Yes. Uh, Not to you. Not to you. Um, And, you know, sometimes you want a little bit of uh, clothes for a specific kind of spell. Okay, okay. My argument was don't slam people for wanting to collect, if it's in their means, certain things. If people want to collect crystals, don't call them stupid. And here's my thinking. My thinking is if you tell people they shouldn't have these things, they don't need them. Make that clear. You don't need to buy if you you want to buy. But if you want to buy, if you want to buy, go ahead and buy. Support pagan businesses. Because pagan businesses need our support. We have many pagan bookshops that sell jewelry, that sell crystals. It's not that you must have, but don't be insulted by people who tell you you shouldn't have. That's not right either. So, you know, it's one thing to tell people they don't need. That's true. They don't need. But if they want and they can, let them. Let them buy all the books. Let them buy all the crystals. Don't just tell them. Let's support people who want to support pagan authors, who want to support the pagan businesses. Um, we must support our pagan businesses. And if you can't buy a lot, don't buy a lot. You buy one thing from a pagan business that's a sale they didn't have an hour ago, even if they only make a dollar. It's a dollar they didn't have an hour ago. Don't, don't tell people that they should not buy. Tell people they don't have to buy, absolutely, absolutely. But don't tell people specifically not to buy if they want to. That's all. And I, I just find that, you know, it's, the message can get convoluted because some people are not writing books and they're not selling crystals or incense or whatever. And I think there is a bitterness for some older folks who have stopped creating that they don't want to support people that create now. Now, if you don't want to support people that create now, don't endorse them. No one is you. No one is but support for, support people like my friend Elohim who writes books, okay, who, who is a good person, who is a caring person. Investigate people. We show enough of ourselves online that people yeah. should have somewhat of an idea of who we are, don't you think, In a good, for yeah. good or bad? And if we show people good, we attract people to us. If we give them positive, like you do, That means more people want to hear what you have to say because you have uplifted them. Even if the uplifting has only been for five minutes. That's five minutes more of joy than I had without you. It's important. It's important to be a good person. It's important to be an uplifting person. It's important to not hate. Truly. Truly hate. You know, for no reason. If someone hurts you, yes, that person is, is worthy of your anger, that that person is worthy of your scorn, but not everyone in the world like that person. One person hurts you, sure, I get it, but don't blame an yeah. entire group of people for one person hurting you. Take your anger to that person. Don't spew it everywhere. I, my father's been dead for 20 years something plus years, and quite frankly, actually, it's going on 25, 30, but the fact of the matter is is that you can't hate an entire group of people based on even your experience as a child. That person deserves your anger. Be angry. Be hateful at that person, but don't hate everyone just like them because not everyone is just like them. You know, I mean, it's, it's so hard to, for people to separate individuals from groups, which brings me back to our earlier conversation about being privileged and, you know, interacting with other people. So, yeah, I mean, while we would like people to be angry at the person or persons who hurt them specifically, try to be compassionate. If you're part of a group that was really shitty to a lot, another group in a big way, you know whether it's a pagan group, whether it's a, a group of another color, or your own group. I have listen. I have a lot of white anger at white people because I see white people as not being very well educated anymore. You know, I was raised in New York. I had a really good education. Some people think I'm a elitist because of that because I have this attitude about New York having had the greatest educational system. It did. I don't think it does anymore, but I don't know. I don't live there anymore, obviously. Um, But you've got to start treating people like individuals, if at all possible, and not just large groups. But if you get lumped into a large group, maybe you should examine why. What is it that puts you in that large group? Is it just merely your existence? Well, think about people of color. They're all lumped into a group. I mean, Hispanic people are lumped into a group. Asian people are lumped into a group. Non-gendered people get lumped into a group. I mean, you know, we talk about having a table where everybody can be present. But, yeah, if people feel hurt and ignored and mistrusted, they're going to create their own table. And if they create their own table, there won't be a seat for you and there won't be a seat for me. So we really Mm -hmm. have to think about... The table being bigger than your eye can you know, the table has to include everyone. Even sometimes even people you disagree with. But you have to bring okay. everybody in. Because the minute you start causing division, there's no way to get true humanity and in a community. I mean, we were talking specifically about pagan and, and male and female and, and people of color, but Just as a world community, we're going to die without each other. And that's really just a fact. So we all Mm -hmm. better get along and quickly Um, because the world is sinking. We are fucking up as far as climate change goes. We're screwed. Uh, We're hurting people. You know, why is it in a country that has as much money as this country is crime so bad? Why are people still in such poverty? Why are people so easily obtaining weapons to kill each other? Why are school, I remember when a school shooting was the most devastating thing in the world, and now they happen so often, it's just part of the news. It's like there's no outrage anymore over real horrible shit. Are we all that desensitized, Elo? Is there a way for humanity to come back from this level of apathy, can we can we come back from it? Do you think?
1: Uh, that's a very difficult question. Uh, I don't I uh, really well, know. I, mean, I, I, people... I, I feel you on this. I feel you on this, but uh, it's it's complicated because everybody at the same time has so much uh, fear for everything happening, that everybody tries to take their own side, try to take care, and sometimes for them, uh, in their inexperience, take care of myself, means trying to throw away other people. and That's the complicated part, that everybody is trying to survive. Everybody is trying to uh, go, um, which is the word, go, go higher. Uh, because yeah. they don't have the tools, or the knowledge, or the experience for that, they think that the way to do it is stepping over other people. Sadly, it's because it's the basic thing that they know to do. Oh, I don't have the tools to go higher, so if I step up over other people, maybe I can go higher. And mm-hmm. it's sad that this is how our world is moving, uh, but I continue having hope that something can happen that can unify people, like... You know, we were talking about Trump and uh, the last months of Trump in the government in some way. Uh, uh, we, we have a, a, um, a politician who is from Peru. He always talks about politics. Yes. Uh, he, he's a reporter who talks about politics. Uh, he, I remember when he was saying that Trump brings out the worst nasty things of people. Uh, yes. He uplifts the worst of the people out. And the past months of Trump in the government were in some way like a moment of union because everybody was feeling so bad about the situation, that yeah. in some way this bring togetherness. Like, oh, we all have a common enemy. Don't care if you, white, if you are white, if you are black, if you are blue, if you are red, if you are pink, if you are trans. All of us have mm-hmm. a common enemy, so we go together against this enemy and we win. We won. not um, so I think that this kind of bad thing happens for that reason because it's in some way you see how people can really make change when they see the problem. The, the, the thing yeah. is that it's sad at the same time that we need a big problem like that one to live each other and try to work together. That's the sad part, that we always need a problem.
0: You know, it's a shame though that you need a common enemy to bring people together. It kind of makes me—it exactly. still makes me—it still makes me feel sad that we need that kind of—that uh, we need a common enemy. We need something to all be against to rally together. Why do we need an enemy? Why? Why can't we just do it without having to have someone be an enemy? I. It just. I mean, I understand the principle you know, that we're all fighting against the same thing. And and it does bring a certain type of unity amongst people. Yeah. But I just wish that we didn't have to have something negative. I mean, I guess it's just balance in the universe because you have to have, for every negative, you have to have a positive. And I, and I understand the principle, but somebody who kind of still believes in, you know, peace, love, and and happiness, and, you know, that kind of hippie aspect, because I was born in the city, (laughs) um, you know, that that would be, it just makes me sad that that's necessary, that we can't just be like that without having to first have something to be against. That's the part that bothers me. Yeah,
1: I I understand you, and I feel the same. It's a shame that we need these kind of trolls to bring us together, but... for now, apparently it's like the one thing that makes us work together for something. Uh, it's a shame, but it works. We see that it really works. Uh, because at the end of the day, after those for years, we see that, oh, we really can make a change if we work together. Uh, so yeah. we just need to try to continue remembering that, like, like that little fight of months uh, trying to survive these monsters. So, So if we go together against this monster again, oh, we can walk again. So we need to try to remember that, like, we can really make a change uh, if we have... Don't don't see it like the monster or the dragon. See it like any trouble in the community. If we find which is the common trouble in the community, we can go over that problem.
0: So why can't we use climate change as that enemy? Why do you think? Because I'm sure... Climate change affects your native country. It affects our yeah. country here. It affects every country. Why can't? Why does it have to be something so visceral as a bad politician instead of an, an international problem like climate change? Climate change well, is probably the thing that will destroy us first, before any yeah. politician globally. Before any war. Why, why is? Is that or a war, um, of course, but why why can't we use something that affects all of us, not just small groups of people? Because climate change obviously is such a huge international issue now, you know, we're pretty much at the point where there's I don't know if there's any going back and saving it, but I hate the idea that people would throw up their hands and say, Well, it's too late now. I mean, this is the thing, you know, making sure people are fed, making sure people are safe, making sure the world is still a hospitable place for human beings. Why can't we use these things as our common goal? Why do you think it has to be so visceral? Because it's a problem that
1: humans create, like climate change, politicians, or whole political system is a, is a thing that we, being humans, we create many years ago. We started, and now we are trying to fix the problem together. It's like, it's like modern nature saying, you, you made this, you fix it.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Because I will tell you, I'm sure the planet will be fine. I just don't know about all of the life forms. I mean, we've already lost some of these. I think TVs. the
1: same. I think exactly the same. I,
0: you know, <laughs> the planet's fine. We're going away, in the words of George Collin. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, the, the planet will is, survive. It's, it's, if, if we all die, the planet yeah. will continue here, and the universe will continue evolving. The, the problem is us. We don't know what will happen with us.
0: I just, I, I hope, I hope that folks who have listened to us today have perhaps a sense of, you know, maybe maybe being negative online and being hateful to other people is not the best way to go. I mean, we've all got struggles and, you know, I, I'm, I'm as sympathetic as the next person when somebody's hurting and needs, needs to be heard. But it's another thing when you want to do hatred and negativity. And I really hope that folks care about the planet enough to at least attempt to change um, the way they do things enough to perhaps save the planet some. I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's a lost cause. I know in California they're trying to, you know, make emissions of there was some kind of law that was passed by like in the next 20 or so years. and I can't remember what the hell I was going to say about that, so forget that. But, you know, a a little more love and a lot less hate is kind of like the goal, I believe, of our conversation today. And and I just hope people take it to heart that, you know, we can make positive changes and we can have a positive effect on each other. And there's no reason to shit on people who are positive. I mean, if you see something positive, if it doesn't apply to you, Go ahead and scroll on. Everything was not written for you. Everything was not written for me. It's This planet is a hell of a lot bigger than just our feelings. Someone is being affected in a good way. Somebody is feeling yeah. loved because of something you said today, Elohim. Somebody is feeling better because you're in this world. That's such a gift. That is such a wonderful thing. And I hope other people aspire to be like that too. That's what I. I mean, I want to. I have a lot of work to do because I have a lot of anger issues. I'm obviously very clear about that. Um, but <laughs> it's important to. But it's important to know who you are as a person, and we all have limitations. Some of us are a lot more affectionate than than, than other people, and that's fine. Some people are a lot more conservative about their personal space. I'm a huge hugger. If you ever see me hug the shit out of me because I love to be hugged. Um, But you know what I mean? Everybody's got a struggle. Everybody's got something that they need to work through. And we have to really try to remember that. Even if we feel like, well, it wasn't my fault it happened. No, I'm sure a lot of things that happen in this world are not the fault of a specific individual necessarily necessarily. But try to be compassionate for what other people have been through. And I think we lose sight of that in the day-to-day, the ability to just be human to each other and maybe be a little kinder than negative. If somebody you love is being negative, you want them to feel better. Well, this entire community of the world is our is our home and we're supposed to care more and not be as angry. So maybe if we could try focusing a little bit, just for five minutes every day on doing nothing but something positive. Just to something positive for one other person. It can be in your house. It could be outside of your house, whatever. But just, just to yeah. be nice to one person today can make such a difference in the world if we all just give it a try, right? Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I have popped your ear off for almost another two hours. Tell people <laughs> what you're doing Tell people what you're up to. Are you writing another book? Tell people how they can get a hold of you.
1: Okay, uh, I'm doing a book uh, for probably coming out autumn or winter of next year. I have I have okay. carrying this project from 2019 uh, okay. before manifestation magic. I was working in this book. It's a very complicated book uh, which taking a lot of resources and a lot of time, um, a lot of time uh, in I'm trying to put together some kind of um, manual or witchery based on some kind of South American magic traditions. That is something nice. about, yes, it's something I always talk about it in my social media, but I never had the opportunity to write a book. I was working in the book, but uh simply no was opportunity wow. to end it and finally mm-hmm. uh we are doing it. Uh but it's taking yeah. a lot of time so probably will be out or ending next year or starting twenty twenty four. I'm not really sure because it's a very big, big uh book. Uh it's a video sure. that I have made. Uh most part of the book was originally written in Portuguese, in Spanish and Turkish wow. and I translate and other parts I wrote them directly in English so what was completely made the edition we are actually doing the edition right now and okay. that's what I'm working right now uh, because I want to tell stories about South America in a way to motivate others to write more about our countries because uh, Every time that we refer to Latin America in books, <laughs> we, people just say, oh, Mexico and the other countries. Mexico and the other countries. And you know, the other countries has 36 countries and other 25 right. nations. <laughs> we, we are a <laughs> lot. We are not just other countries. And it's many countries out there with a lot of folklore and magic that should be listened, but nobody's paying attention. Costa Rica, Paraguay, Honduras, El Salvador, all of these countries have a lot of folklore, magic, and witchcraft um legends and myths and then trying to put some kind of shape together uh trying to give like you know a superficial way of this is a little bit of what we have because i want that other people when they read them if they come from this country or so they descend from people from this country they think oh you know uh, i listen about this so i can grow more about this so i want to in some way motivate other people who want to write uh, when they find the book, oh, this is not just another book about Mexican culture. Be- Mexican culture is amazing, and they have La Santa Muerta and El the, uh, los Muertos. They have an amazing, beautiful of folklore. Course. But we have other 36 countries uh, <laughs> below there, you know?
0: Right. We have Brazil,
1: and, no and everybody loves Brazil. Sure. Yeah, sure, so I'm, I, I'm trying to put some kind of book that just show off just a little bit, from that, I, I put uh, stories about when I grew up in Arizona. Uh I put all the stories. I translate from natives. I put stories about our native magic, how we lose our native magic before the colonizers, how was the culture of Mesoamericans before the colonization happens. I tried to put all of this together, so it has been very complicated. Oh, I'm sure
0: it is. I can't wait. It, but it's going to be translated all into English. For next year, right, yeah. or the end of uh, 2023. I, I am just, oh, you've got you to come back. On. You have to come back on. You have to come back on to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Good. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm just making sure because I'm going to book you after this is over so that I have my spot for the new book because I'm not missing it. Um, so, how do people <laughs> find you uh, in the minute we have left?
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, I am. Elohim Le'far. Uh, if you don't know how to write my name, Elohim La is a Hebrew word. If you write it on Google, they will put how it is. Le'far literally write the word Raphael, uh, from back uh, to front. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that's the word. That's the
1: word. The uh, <laughs> yeah. word write that, and you will find me everywhere on in Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You will not find me on TikTok because I think that. That platform is for other people with other kinds <laughs> kind of qualifications. Younger people, I think that we need to respect their the, the space. That's made for them, not for me. I'm too old for that. Um, oh gosh, so most of the time,
0: <laughs> Most of the time, I am on
1: Instagram. Yeah, you are on Instagram.
0: You're on Instagram. You're on Facebook. You're on. Are you still on Tumblr?
1: I am on Tumblr. I, I am loyal to Tumblr from the day one. I am watching everybody uh-huh. coming.
0: Yeah, I watch. I'm still what? on Tumblr too. I'm not on TikTok though, <laughs> and I have an account on TikTok, but I won't use it because I don't know how to use it. And no one's taught me, so I'm not going to bother with TikTok. I like watching it, but I'm not on it. But, um... Yeah,
1: me either. I, I don't use it because I think that it's a platform for other people. I mean, I mean, we have, in our generation, we have Facebook, we have Tumblr, we have Twitter. So why we don't let this platform just for them? I think that it's important to give them a space where don't, they don't, I, I don't want to feel like the grandpa coming to the nice club where oh everybody's younger.
0: <laughs>
1: that, that's how I feel in TikTok. So I try to, to so give funny. them this space. I don't need to ruin their party.
0: You're not going to ruin anybody's party. You're hilarious. Oh my god! There's people my age on TikTok. I would not be afraid of that. But um, I, I do understand, though. I think I'm too old for TikTok for sure. But, Ela, I, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. The time flies when I'm with you. I, I think you're wonderful, and and please continue to be that shining light that we need in the, in in all spaces, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, to continue being you, we really adore you. We really love you. We, we remember that you were one of our first woman podcasters on Wikras out there. You were always Thank the you. brave one. Uh, you, are very sweet. You, are, very you are the sweet. bravest. Uh, oh, you have no, been doing this really. podcast <laughs> for a long, long time. And that we is really true. appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, we really appreciate that because... Now we have so many tools to create podcasts. I mean, I, get, I can create a podcast in five minutes if I want. I have the app, but you are <laughs> from the first ones. You thank have been around. You, you, you. you, you have seen things.
0: I, I've been, I've been around a long time, and I so appreciate you. And I will be in touch this afternoon about your next visit. So thank you so much yep. again, and I hope you and your beautiful husband have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for today. I will see you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your weekend. Bye-bye.